listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. Holler like whatever. All we needed was a reason. All this money they've been showing. They got reasons through the ceiling. All we wanted was a part. All this seeing this belief from the jump from the heart. Parting with this, all this breathing, all this anticipation, all this keeping the shit even. I missed my scrolled up too far. <laughs> so I'm not even like Steven. That's a Shia LaBeouf reference. I'm still trying to do it. This computer fucking sucks. I feel like an asshole. I'm trying to do this. <laughs> I'm trying to scroll up. What the fuck? Okay, hold on. Uh-huh. All these hands uh, in the way. When, all, all, you all, we wanted, all we wanted was a part. All the seeing is believing from the jump is from the heart. Pardon with all this breathing, all the anticipation, all this keeping the shit even. All the hands in the way, we all the reaching is beneath them. Hey, uh, welcome to the Black Guy Tills podcast, your host Rod and Karen. And that was a microcosm of what it took to get Chris on the show today, guys. Yes, All right, freestyling. <laughs> that was uh, all wrapped up in about forty-five seconds. There, uh, it's my man Chris Lambert of the Mundane Festival podcast. You may have seen him on just like several different TV shows oh, at this point. Movies. I mean, movies. Uh, my man's blowing up. He's everywhere. The blackout tips bump is real. What's going on, Chris? Hey guys, thanks for having me. The bump isn't enough for me to get a a, a MacBook, I guess, but it's getting there. <laughs> hey, you know what? From your talent to to our promotion, soon come. You know, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Get you on that, man. Soon come, and uh, it's amazing, Chris. That it's been a little over a year since you were down here in Charlotte to do the live show with us yeah it was awesome that i i told rod about a year ago that was uh i think when you're when i was coming up the jennifer last festival was the thing that i was chasing for a long time and uh it never happened but i think this is like that was my moment uh to me that was like my montreal you guys uh fly me out there putting me up and uh being able to perform uh for you and your fans was uh a special moment in my career so uh, I really appreciate that for you guys uh, choosing me and uh, not to make you guys cry at the beginning of the show, but it was a big deal for me, and um, that was really special. Uh, man, it meant just as much to us, man, it to have you do did. it. You were like the well, number I, one person. <clears throat> like, we had planned it a while ago before we said anything to anybody, and you know how you just toss things out there, and your name was like the first name to come up. But like, in Greens, he was like, yes, in the Greens. Okay, we're going to make this shit happen yeah you were also yeah. like one of the first people we had on the show mm-hmm. um as well that was like a comedian um so it just seemed right man you know so it it was definitely fun and i look back at those pictures and stuff was like man we had a good time that night man and i still remember yeah. uh watching you kill man like you killed that shit um and then uh going out to eat later and all that mm-hmm. stuff man so it was a great time man yeah you really yeah. focused it was just hilarious behind stage you're like really really focused which is weird because that's like the most loose i've ever felt was like oh yeah we're gonna kill this shit like i I felt like everything was in place everyone was gonna do that thing and uh yeah i wasn't worried at all man the worst thing that happened was just part of the recording got missing so like yeah, nobody even knew you said it aloud and nobody even really they mostly thought you would lie i know julian was like word you was like yes word like, yeah, yeah so i was in the middle of the show like oh this shit just stopped recording okay uh but yeah so um look man check out chris because he's everywhere man uh mundane festival podcast i listen to it uh you also have a patreon mm-hmm. for the mundane festival yeah. i'm a subscriber to that as well uh check out the stuff behind the paywall yes. he's always getting good interviews 
um he's always giving like slice of life stuff talking about like um like uh comedy inside baseball stuff uh last of us um he's always talking about um, yeah he's always giving us the the fat boy news you know what i'm saying i need though i need that segment you know what i'm saying and I gotta, he sings i'm like what so what's the inside of this this uh this grocery store like so they do got chicken i'm like writing notes oh like Issa ray give so yes. nah, I, I appreciate it man so um, thank you y'all thank make sure y'all sign up yeah it's it's good like it's a small but mighty following i mean rod's over there rod signed up Mm -hmm. so it's like it's i try to give at least two at least two new ones a month like a two two for the patreon folks that that the the freeloaders don't get and and sometimes i'll try to give be more uh explicit over there as far as like saying what i'm actually doing like i'm a little vague sometimes about auditions and like things that uh come up but on the patreon feed i, I try to be as ex- more exclusive over there and talk about the stuff that i'm dealing with and going through and all that and if so. you like music and movies uh tv chris is always like giving giving like the new like watch this check this out i just came from this movie mm-hmm. um he's one he's on my short list of people i love reviewing movies with where i'm like you know well karen won't go see this with me then i'm gonna hit up chris and uh we'll do it together you know he'll hit me up sometimes on a you know a weekday and be like hey you going to see blank this week and you know we do some fun movie reviews and whenever i do a movie review with chris kind of like with jl it's never just about the movie it's always a bunch of other shit and jokes and and commentary so i hope people check those out because it's it's always i always have a great time and that's what makes it fun and when i hear certain movies come out i'm like i know i'm like i'm not gonna see that but i like that's not like some chris would watch yeah so yeah like everything (laughs) i try to see as much as i can like i didn't get to go last week because i was working but this week definitely joker is uh number one on the list oh yeah Um, yeah i gotta see that too man you you know what it is dude like the controversy around it just makes me want to see it Mm. yeah i mean you know it's it's getting all these good reviews and at the festivals and stuff and i mean joaquin phoenix is is dope you know what i mean but like i just i'm super excited to see it i'm i I mean my my only thing was like he this guy is like super depressed but Mm -hmm. he's dating zazie beats like yeah like yeah i read i read an article i read an article where they said well she was talking about how she doesn't shower every day or whatever and oh yeah uh, and then i was like oh okay so that's now i guess i'm supposed to feel like it's even you know what i'm saying like oh okay well then her fine ass might be dating the joker but i mean it's because she's not showering every day so you know you gotta do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but oh but now i want to see the joker because all this controversy around it i feel like when it hits general public because the critics are already fighting about it i'm like y'all gonna y'all gonna make me see it because y'all gonna spoil it like it's not, when is it gonna be i want is, is it gonna do you think it's gonna be any more violent than john wick three i don't think so man i think um you know what dog this is a good place to have it because you're on the show anyway i feel like movies and stand-up and bloggers are kind of all having the same type of vibes these days where right. like we can go see john wick and like it's really about a motherfucker that 
a, his dog got killed and then he took the lives of like 200 people since mm-hmm. then and i'm yeah we never are gonna have a discussion about the deeper meanings of that or the meg the uh how indoctrinated we are with violence or gore or any of that stuff because we're like nope. it's a fun movie mm-hmm. it's keanu reeves having a good time don't take it serious and right. then with joker it's like before it can even get out people are already like lining up on these sides of like you know it's the most important movie fuck it's not like those other comic book movies fuck comic book movies it's a real movie and then you have the other people that are like this is about incels and white men and the alt-right and i'm like okay but it is also a movie about a villain so the the crux of the movie is no matter how sympathetic the villain is i mean thanos is a sympathetic villain Mm-hmm. he's still wrong he's still the villain they didn't name the movie like you know uh white batman you know what i'm saying like he's still <laughs> he's still yeah. evil he's we know he's not a good guy so it's like they're almost trying it's like both sides are really selling the movie more than they think and same thing with uh stand-up now where it's like the critics in a in a in a in a weird way almost sell the movie without their without they're trying to tank the movie but for a lot of people they're just making it a bigger deal than it is where um if you don't try to turn the movie into a statement on like the alt-right or white this that or the other then it's just a villain origin story and maybe it's not as important i haven't seen this movie so maybe i'm gonna go see it and be like oh i was dead wrong and you know everyone should be upset about this movie but i I don't know man it's i'm now i have to go see it because of the controversy so they sold an extra ticket now yeah it's a it's an interesting thing the time we're in now because it's especially with movies and even like you mentioned the last of us the part two is coming out on my birthday uh february 21st uh, me and jennifer love hewitt's birthday yes um and (laughs) it's (laughs) And it's a very violent game, and in, and they had a lot of press last week because they finally gave the, a new trailer and a reveal, a release date uh, trailer and whatnot, and they showed footage to the media, and the media's like, oh my god, this is ultra-violent, you, you're killing dogs, you can kill them, uh, and people are upset about the dogs being killed. And it's a video game where somebody kills somebody, possibly you think somebody some a group of people do something that hurts the main character and she's out for revenge and so if a dog's in my way uh to complete my mission some dogs are gonna die mm-hmm. in the world of this post-apocalyptic america you know it's not real and right there used to be a time where there was an understanding of it's not real like you know and not and like i said i'm comparing it to stand-up but that's because it's been in the news lately but there used to be an understanding with stand-up too that it's not real you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like there is some credence that we have to give to the fact that it is a performance and not everything espoused on a stage is meant for uh to be taken literally you know um and that's not to to, to belittle the responsibility of or not even responsibility to belittle the craft of making great content right like right. we all do know when we think when we think a comedian is great we're like yo that motherfucker like took takes it to the neck he's not just up there like pulling his dick out he's giving you some bars right so it isn't yeah. like i'm trying to belittle the art i'm just saying in general there is like an understanding of it's a movie it's a performance it's not something you're supposed to guide your life and your morals by 
and i feel like when we don't like shit it becomes we elevate the importance so like joker becomes like a statement on like it's trying to encourage violence and it's trying to encourage incels and it's trying to encourage that and i'm like well now i have to see it to see if y'all are right or if y'all are tripping because it yeah. we only do it when we don't like it it happened with green book last year mm-hmm. people didn't like green book all of a sudden every movie hollywood's ever done involving some black people from the uh you know before 1985 is a movie about you know placating whiteness and blah blah right. blah and i went and saw it and was like i don't know it's kind of like a old school buddy movie pretty much yeah. you know like i like I, I get that it's dealing with race but i didn't walk out of there outraged in the way that you know uh I've, a lot of people seem to be promoting i, I saw that movie detroit same thing yeah like, i like honestly you just switched the name of the director and a lot of people would be like this is ava duvernay's greatest movie or some shit we put a white woman's name on it and it's like this is an insult to all blackness everywhere so sometimes it just feels like you know and it's it's their job i'm not knocking them but it feels like the job of the blogger the critic is to mine for content and to get kind of to get people pre-mad almost at certain things because that's what's going to get the most clicks and start the most fights and all of that stuff so i kind of want to see uh see the joker just to to see if i should even if it's something even that's gonna a lot of times i end up disappointed to be frank like i walk out and i go i didn't have the visceral reaction that y'all kind of said i was gonna have one way or the other like it was just an okay movie that everyone's trying to you know couch their philosophies around yeah it's like seems like people are saying like you know okay this movie's super violent and it's sometimes it's virtue signaling in that too where it's like you know, at this game, this left a real. I felt really depressed because it was violent and it made me sad. Mm-hmm. But like a John Wick, you don't feel that. You don't feel because you know it's like almost this cartoon violence and I don't know, man. It's it's really. It's you know what? It reminds me of a uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Remember when Twelve Years a Slave came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people that went to see it like they made it about them so like right. they would come out they would come out you know on twitter and facebook and all the podcasts and stuff and just talk about how like it's so Sad. brutal it's so brutal i mean you're just watching through tears you just you can't even like look at the screen and i was looking around at white people like you better look at this and all you know like and so you're like yeah. damn I, well now i don't even know if i want to see a movie that's gonna make me feel like that and then you go and then i went and saw the movie and i was like uh, this i mean it is a it is it's evoking emotion in the way it's supposed to it's not right torture porn or it's not you know right and that's how they made it sound like yeah. i've never seen it but that's literally how they made it sound yeah like it's you know roots it's you know we've seen this yeah. type of movie before and it's a story to me that does deserve to be told and it's a story that um many people need to see in a, in a way you know i'm not gonna guilt you right. into it but you know we don't teach this shit in schools so but sometimes you gotta get it from a fucking movie unfortunately or a book but yeah i it just made me feel like yeah it wasn't um like i walked out of there underwhelmed in a sad way i shouldn't have been underwhelmed but i i walked out underwhelmed like well i didn't like fucking slice my wrist so was it not good like what what was everybody else talking about you know i I think that one and you mentioned detroit i mean i thought 12 years a slave was great but Mm -hmm. i I felt like detroit was a little more torture porn than than 12 12 years Years a slave Slave, yeah yeah that one was a little more brutal but yeah that it's um i don't know we have to kind of we have to 
put things in a, uh, I guess like in a frame. We have to have a frame of reference for these things. Like, okay, I kind of have the idea that this is a cart. This is a a comic book character. I'm going to see this movie. John Wick. This is a this is highly stylized violence. The gun foo and all this stuff. And it it just have to. If you don't want to see that movie, then you know you just don't see it because of what it what it might evoke in you. Because we all carry our own baggage <laughs> to whatever type of art that we're consuming. And I think with stand up, it's it's you even said this yesterday, Rod, where you said something along the lines of there is an agreement when you go into a comedy club that this like that these things that are happening in the room are for this room and then like why are comics so concerned about what other people you know what people outside of the room are saying yes it's new to them you know and yeah and by the way it's extending to other shit right because when the press when the press run for these movies start the quotes that come out of like interviews and shit get they take on their own life right so Mm -hmm. if the guy who does a joker goes well you guys keep saying my movie's violent but like john wick just came out and everybody loved it and they go oh oh, uh, the joker director says y'all ain't say nothing about john wick what y'all gonna say about that you know and it's like like yeah. the whole thing i think i'm getting to a point now where i'm just seeing like the patterns of how people as a creative how mm-hmm. people are trying to get content out of the shit like right how do i drive interaction and so much of this shit seems to be about driving interaction in a way that i don't think is necessarily fruitful and it's somewhat manipulative to try to get a certain result and i think me and you have talked about this last year i'm i can't prove it i'll never be able to prove it but i'm convinced that that's why green book won that fucking oscar oh yeah oh yeah it mm-hmm. was it was just white people being like y'all niggas are not gonna tell us what to do because no, right <laughs> it was a I bunch agree. of it was a bunch of movies that were all pretty good that year they were all kind of yeah. in the same like you know they're gonna split the vote because they're all different genres and they're all very critically acclaimed many of them made a lot of money but it was that movie that people singled out as the one that better not win and i think a lot of these like there's even though they diversified the votes there's still a lot of senior ass white people in the academy mm-hmm. and i think yeah. it was like you these they're not gonna tell me i can't enjoy this fucking movie so take that shit you know so i, I think that's what happened but um oh go ahead Karen. oh i was about to say for me i think a lot of this boils down to evoking feelings and that can be a good thing when you watch a movie you know certain movies are designed for feelings even if like you say with the gun fool and all that stuff even if the feeling is laughter even if the feeling is just enjoying the violence you still have a feeling and truth be told not only are people mining for content i think people are also mining for feelings because when people yeah. get attached to their feelings, people get irrational and illogical. And they get in these arguments and these debates. And everything is about a side now. There's no gray. So you can't just watch a movie and say a movie is okay. You got to come out and say it's the best shit i ever seen or it's the worst shit i ever seen. You can't be like, it's all right. Right. And I, yeah. I think that's very frustrating because uh, when it comes to this stuff, it's subjective. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of times... Different people like different genres of movie, and mm-hmm. and people don't want to admit that too. Everybody's not gonna like the same thing. If I like romantic comedy, I might not like action. So why would I go see The Joker? Why would I go see Rambo? Why right. would I go see John Wick? 
and tr- this is the truth and, yeah. and, and a lot of times these critics and these bloggers they go watch and they go into realms that they already know they don't like and mm-hmm. so when they get there they're gonna be harsh and, and and say these things that may or may not actually be true for the fact that they're not coming from an unbiased place from the beginning when they give their critiques yeah and i think mm-hmm. that in the end result you get a lot of negativity in places where somebody else might be like well i love this what the fuck are you talking about and that and you like you say you start now these arguments fight. you start these debates everybody's picking sides you got the particularly with the joker movie was uh the thing about this is that i think that because it's a comic book character without comic books mm-hmm a lot of the fanboys and a lot of critics who don't like the marvel type of movies all them all them were already revved up about this movie anyway and so you got them they feel like we got to praise this no matter what and then you have the people that are like i like comic book movies fuck this you got a character that's just disassociated with the universe this is stupid and so then you have those people coming out the woodworks and i really think that that these two groups of people going at each other bought this movie to a point where people are going to go see it, at, like right to say, out of people just constantly talking, constantly. Talk. I mean, for weeks now, it's been. I wasn't gonna festivals. see it, but now I'm gonna right. go see really? it. Really? Right? Yeah, because I was like, what? Like, um, I'm not a big fan of movies where the whole point is it's a comic book movie that's not a comic book movie. Same. It just mm. feels, as a comic book fan, as a nerd, it just feels very patronizing. You know, it's okay. like you're, you're, it's like you're telling me well it's good because it's not right what it's supposed to, to be. be and it's kind of like oh, okay. uh it's yeah. kind of like how a lot of comedians i haven't seen it yet so don't i'm not knocking it but it's like how a lot of stand-up comedians reacted to nanette and got mad you're like this is a stand-up stop saying it's a comedy special and shit like that and it's like you know part of it is obviously there you know some of it's like bigotry and 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 sexism and all this shit but some of it was just like them being like don't say my shit is the same shit as this shit like you're you're actually applauding this because you don't like any other stand-up right so that's how some of the reviews feel with the joker where it's like this ain't like that <laughs> this ain't like captain america and i'm like what the fuck's wrong with captain america right like what, like why is yeah. that suddenly a bad thing like why can't you enjoy both why can't you be like i like joker because i i like this movie not because it's not thanos you know i, I and, and not to get off topic the the, the deeper thing the deeper the deeper argument about that it is a shift in hollywood I'm, this is how i view it is a shift in hollywood and comic book movies used to be a motherfucking joke and right. nobody took them bitches seriously and they died because hollywood overproduced it marvel was right. forced to use their c and d and e least characters and make them stars mm-hmm. so now right. you have actors who normally Normally would have turned their nose up people with awards and shit like that taking these roles on so hollywood does not know how to respond to somebody that got an oscar and an emmy and a tony all did and, and they perform in these indie movies that they praise turn around and put on a fucking uh, uh, costume they don't know they're not responding well to that that's a they, great point they feel like yeah, karen go ahead i think you're, you're absolutely right and that's the that is a hundred percent correct because i'm sorry to cut you off mm-hmm. because it raised the stakes of what people thought about these these comic books right you 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 get robert downey jr in this movie and it elevates it you get all all those folks that we see in these movies i was like oh i like that guy i'm gonna come see it a Mm -hmm. a guy like me 
who doesn't have as much invested in comic books, you put an actor I like in it, I'm going to see it. You put Indy Queen, Brie Larson mm-hmm. in these movies, I'm going to go see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have my agenda. Right. Yep. right. And, 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 and I think it's, it's, it's a conflict problem because the thing about me and Roger are movie critics, but the thing about movie critics, the thing that really frustrates me about the group as a whole, a lot of them are very elite. They like to go mm-hmm. see these indie movies that nobody's going to fucking see that made $3 and praise it and give it all the awards and then be like, the common public just don't know. They, they just stupid idiots because they don't know we're so special because we went to go see it for free now, for free. We went to go <laughs> see it for free and, 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 and we just give it the, all the praise. And they feel I'm like I'm that dude too, though. I'm that dude too, Karen. But you, <laughs> like I thought too. you paid for yours, though. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, 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 yeah. See, but see, and that's the thing. Money talks. So, so, yeah. so the general public is actually spending their money. Like they spend their money on these things. Right. And so you praise this movie, but the box office is telling me something different from the mass. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Right. Like, like it's it's, yeah. it's a disconnect. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. these movies aren't great, and I'm not saying these movies aren't good, right. and I'm not saying they don't deserve this claim that you're doing. I'm right. not saying that. All I'm saying is that when I look at the numbers, the top ten movies is somewhere associated with Disney. So what the fuck is that well, telling it's you? It's like JL said though. He said, "When did movie critics become like stock watchers?" Where, yeah. you know, well, that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're like, doing that. Like they're trying to manipulate the, the stock market of movies to be like uh another blockbuster big time marvel movie we are sick of these movies no one wants this hollywood cut it out as it zooms to a billion dollars i'm telling you the public is over this shit you know and let let it make like a dollar less than a billion they're like see finally the box office speaks no one wants to see this we want more stuff like uh ma and uh fast colors that and and other things that we bombed at the box office because no one went to see it Right, and and, yeah. and and I think, too, back to the conflict thing, and I know we need to move on, but back to the conflict thing, Chris, when you have stars who they praise in these indie movies turn around and do these Hollywood movies, it raises it raises the level. Right. And on, yep. at the end of the day, they don't they don't want to respect this. That's why they fight them on the wars. That's why mm-hmm. they don't want Netflix getting in the shit. That's why they hot the Disney got their the streaming service and shit like that because it's a resistance to change, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And they feel like we don't want to respect it. And the general public, y'all not going. And they dig their feet in. And that's why this and that last Wolverine movie get all these praises when it comes to you not being a comic but I like comic book movies so I'm like the fuck is this you not you know for, for somebody like me who I read comics but I put like this the Marvel series is my visual comic book so for me this is my comic book world mm-hmm. and so you're telling me my comic book world is dumb and stupid and that almost like i'm ignorant because i don't like your quote-unquote sophisticated shit well it's also like movies have to line up with their uh online like politics and morality or it's trash you know and i think that's just where i depart from a lot of stuff i've been listening to music my whole life i don't i would not live my life by you know maybe it's just being a black person that lives that listens to hip-hop like you just you know you like yeah okay so snoop dogg can say bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks but I can't walk in my house and say that. So no, you're not. You know, like I, I recognize that I'm entertained by this, and but this is not how I'm going to live my life. Uh, same thing with comedy, same thing with movies. But I think now we've reached this like 
point where mention my movie does not line up with my politics and therefore right the messaging of this movie is that it's encouraging people to do and i'm like well if that's the case we would have to keep that same energy with everything right and we don't feel that way about everything we definitely don't feel like john wick is encouraging people to kill mass right. shootings and shit we Ram- don't even blame stuff rambo just came out what was this outrage it was about it was out there it was out there oh it was yeah it was uh oh, okay i thought we talked about it when we did the review but yeah it's very like it was uh it was a maga wet dream you know it's blaming brown people and mexicans it was racist i was like i agree all right. all, all the, the rambo that. movies i agree with yeah. every single every one of them. rambo movie i've ever walked out of i've been like this shit is some shit that is is a movie and stays in a movie theater obviously i don't think you can go to cambodia and, and shoot, shoot up the countryside no, and just get on a plane and go home like obviously i don't agree with that and the other thing i do as a critic is i just don't watch movies if i know for a fact that i'm there if there's nothing i can do with shit on the movie i, I won't watch it because I, I just don't think it's right to do that to the people who listen to our reviews and they want a good like honest opinion and if you know that i'm gonna if i didn't like it chapter one why would i watch it chapter two just to shit on the movie that you probably been looking forward to hearing me talk about so that's just an Mm -hmm. extra level that you know i I have and then the other the last thing i'll say before i try to move on is um karen says this thing on the show that's brilliant all the time where she talks about people say they're triggered because they're feeling something right and we've now conflated triggered with just having a feeling right you know like it made me feel therefore i'm triggered and i don't know that it was triggered as a term was ever supposed to be reduced to that Mm -mm. you know it used to it was kind of like supposed to be like almost a medical clinical turn of you know for like panic attacks and uh but now it's like something made me emotional it's triggering it's i need a trigger warning because i'm about to you know like i read a headline and you know i don't even know how helpful those things are sometimes like someone will say trigger warning and then like if i can read the letter, the words trigger running unless i can turn my eyes off immediately i'm gonna read the next three words which is right after it that are the thing right so uh or mm-hmm. tw now like we've reduced it to just like you're might you might feel something and i don't want to be responsible for that and i think movies and stuff like that you know in a lot of cases people are like this is triggering sometimes when it's not necessarily anymore uh it should there's no rhyme or reason to why this one should be triggering but say uh like ma should not you know there's no rhyme or reason why it shouldn't right and and go ahead chris i'm sorry i just want to say to both of your points i think they're i think you guys you guys kind of encapsulated everything that's going on right now with films like like for me like i could do memorial day weekend where you have aladdin came out you had book smart and you had uh, 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 Brightburn, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a nerd like me was excited to see Booksmart and Brightburn. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any reason. I didn't really care to see Aladdin, and so I didn't see it. But then I saw film critics that I respect. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand why Aladdin beat Booksmart. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's Disney. Right. It's Disney, and you might you think like brown people will want to see people that look like them on screen on a holiday weekend with their family, right? You know, like I appreciate that you know we have a female director, a white woman directing this film. You know, I like Olivia Wilde just like everybody else, but I I get it. 
I kind of live. I guess I kind of live in both worlds where my favorite movie was uh, one of my favorite movies of the year. To me, I thought The Last Black Man in San Francisco was terrific. That's an art house, pretentious at times movie. Mm -hmm. But I still enjoyed Endgame. I loved it. I saw Endgame twice. I'm looking at it. On, I got it on Blu-ray, right? You know. Yeah, I, I'm the same. That's the thing for right. me is like I'm a I'm a fan of both styles of movie, and I just I think, but see that's what I'm saying. It's I think it's artificial. I feel right. like yeah. people are creating these false lines in the sand because the conflict drives engagement. Mm-hmm. Like I don't Police like I hate to, I hate to be that cynical. I'm not saying everybody's lying, but I'm saying there's a motivation to be the person mm-hmm. that says joker is the best or joker is the worst or this is a commentary on blank it's actually a good like reason to do that i I used to follow like twitter accounts that a lot of their a lot of their uh what they talked about was just finding an angle on something and driving up emotions Mm -hmm. you know and then you have conflict and then once you have conflict that's when the big words come out and you know it's triggered it's abusive it's Mm -hmm. you know it's a fight it's this that and the other and i'm like see that's what i try to avoid because that's not why i got into the game of doing what we do i'm not in it to 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 go out go online and see conflict out of it but um that's also why we don't have to worry about that shit like we, we we're supported by a lot of people that you know they support us for being us and not for just like you know like how if you go on youtube now every every youtube channel is switched to like why captain marvel is a social justice warrior mm-hmm. like like that's that's just the fact that engagement and money have moved that direction so now everyone's doing the same thing so right. i'm glad we don't yeah. have to um all right yeah um this is the blackout tips you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic leave us five star reviews uh we appreciate those and we read them live on the air as long as they're nice and they're five stars we will read your reviews um if they're from outside of the united states and they're on itunes just let us know we'll find your country code and we'll uh peep it we'll we'll read those um the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport what about a bullet ball extreme um and i did want to ask chris like so who all you been like interviewing on the podcast lately and uh because it's been a while since you've been on i've had um uh david vonner who's from the toys that made us he's a toy maker uh he is with mattel now black toy maker Mm -hmm. i had him on recently he was a great conversation we talked a lot about uh like his origin story and uh talked about uh his uh a lot of his thoughts on comic book movies and stuff like that i just this week i have uh, a writer named allison Libby who is uh currently writing for uh the marvelous mrs mazel um i had i had uh van hunt on one of my favorite uh soul singers uh that was earlier maybe like earlier this summer and i had to talk to him for almost two hours uh tried not to be a stan and uh i think i had a pretty good conversation with them so i've had like quite a few people on um and just kind of having some of everybody's favorites you know like randolph you and uh you know just gotta get karen back on you know yeah Yay, make yeah. that happen man You're i'll welcome. schedule it um, yeah 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 brandon collins on lately um that was brandon a good episode Co- yeah so it's just like you know have had bossa from the firestarter podcast oh i didn't even uh, see that one. Oh, i gotta go back i gotta go back it's uh episode 349 all right oh. yes 
So we talked about we talked about fast color, and it's funny because like I was like, yeah, you know, I thought it was fun, and then he made me see some things where I was like, oh no, he's right, <laughs> like things yeah. that kind of like. uh you know that could have been better well you know uh, what that's that indoor conversation like me and chris do this a lot on like yeah. text or like you know dms or something i try to keep it out of the public eye i'm not it's not that i'm ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. i just literally think yeah. i yeah, just you, don't feel like dealing with a bunch of somebody fucking, else gonna jump in you're yeah right. I, I don't like dealing with a bunch of performative ass niggas but um there is like an opposite momentum on some black shit where it's like yeah. this shit ain't good or the complaint about the thing that we're supposed to be mad about isn't really valid but yeah i'm gonna let y'all cook like i'm not gonna try to take no money out of uh you know this blog or this website yeah. or this podcast like i'm not gonna try to be shut it down i'm not arguing with you in public about it but privately i know i'm not the only nigga that just kind of rolls their eyes when it's like okay so we gotta be mad because uh dakota fanning booked a part in a oh yeah you know like i'm not like i don't want to have to do this with y'all so i feel y'all but sometimes i just like send a text to chris like look at this shit man like (laughs) oh yeah yeah well you know like it wasn't even it wasn't even mean spirit but it was just like he had some salient points Mm. that were just like oh okay yeah i agree with that but like with that movie i'm seeing it because it's google and botha raw and Mm -hmm. i'm in love with her and you know i'm gonna see it but the thing about that movie is a nerd like me is going to track that movie. But I don't expect everybody else to. Right. But then at the same time, it's like, well, why are you releasing this in between Captain Marvel and right before Endgame? Mm-hmm. And you release it in like a small, you you, you know. It's, oh, it got tanked from the fact yeah. it didn't even it like didn't come even to, come here. it didn't even come to Charlotte. And, you know, we got a yeah. pretty big black population. Like, it was it was doomed to fail from inception right. but the thing that i always found interesting about fast color two things like first of all when movies like that are out there are there is kind of like a like we have to be gentle we can't critique it you know like mm-hmm. we can't like we can't say any it's five out of five period there's nothing no <laughs> no debate no like well it could have been better or you know i wish they would have did this like you can't say that shit so that's one of the problems with with that kind of movie is that people feel pressure to go online and like promote it rather than like you're doing a commercial for it rather than being doing the actual analysis of it correct and then the second part of that shit is um it did get tanked like it did like the Mm -hmm. studio did drop the ball it did get fucked up but it was on streaming services within like two weeks Mm -hmm. of it being out of theaters and i'm like i notice a lot of people still ain't seen it <laughs> so what's yeah. the deal because it actually costs less than a movie ticket to actually stream it it does you can rent yeah. it you can either rent it or you can pay for it and like buy the movie which i did you can yeah. also uh also it got auction uh optioned or whatever it bought by amazon studios and it's going to be made into a tv series which i think is going to be great for it. right and i'm like i like we talk this you know support black women shit we talk this we mm-hmm. want to see more we want to see more black women get roles we want to see this but but is it just like a thing we say but then when the rubber meets the road we're just sitting around like man i ain't actually leaving my house for that shit and i'm not this is not to shame people Mm-mm. it's to right, ask right, right. why are you performing in the first place it's not right. this isn't saying like stop doing no it's if you're not gonna do it stop using it as a cudgel against other shit like 
you don't have to say uh y'all want people to see book smart but y'all say nothing about fast uh fast colors well nigga you didn't mm-hmm. even see it so right. so now it's two it's two of y'all that didn't see it the white women and the black women like everybody fighting with each other in the civil war and really all these movies could use some help if you're just looking at the box office but we've turned yeah. it into like a cause that we can like rally behind online but you don't have to live that shit mm-hmm. offline on any level so i i hope more people can kind of see the writing on the wall when people start doing shit like that because way too many of these movies are not being seen for us to be right. walking around like like you know uh we like people didn't see queen of cotway oh i love that movie you know it got so upset that folks wouldn't go see um uh the nat turner movie right well i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm like but dog like neither one of these movies made a lot of money one of them would have we know why i didn't the other one what's your excuse you asked for these movies so yes it's it's that thing man i'm always thinking about the other thing i want to oh go ahead go ahead can I take this time to recommend a movie on since it's on your a bigger platform? This movie called The Weekend, starring Sashir Zameda from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by uh, Stella McGee, and this movie is just basically a, a about a comedian that's played by Sashir Zameda, who's like down on her luck, and she goes to her mother's bread and be- breakfast with her ex boyfriend, and then her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend's new girlfriend. And it's like, it's a comedy and it's really fun. It's got the SoundCloud guy from Insecure on there, uh, Tone Bell. Fun movie. Very pleasant. Nobody dies. It's really cute and quirky. Yeah, I like that. I, really, I like that kind of stuff because, uh, sometimes I want to see black shit that's not like overtly black not and it's like not. Nobody knows the trouble we've yeah. seen. Not even exactly. that part. Not even that part. I'm actually okay with that part. That's, that's not what I'm talking oh, about. I, I want to see shit that's overtly black, but the stakes aren't life and death. Correct. You right. can, I don't mind if your movie a little sad. I can deal with some sad, you know, sad shit happened. No. But sometimes yeah. it's like, it's, you know, it's like they hit you over the head with that yeah. like message. And everything can't be like it that. It take you out of the movie sometimes, man. So. Right, right. It was just so fun. I didn't even know that it existed. And it's like, for me, I rented it on a Sunday, on a Sunday night. And I was like, oh, I got to go to work. But like, I'm going to fucking watch this movie. And I I loved it. And I told a coworker about it. And she said, all right, Chris, I'm going to watch it. And then the next day she was like, oh, my God, I love this movie so it's it's out there wherever you you know like amazon prime youtube google play voodoo yeah uh really really fun fun uh, i remember we reviewed uh little boxes it's on netflix um dude i ran that back like, yo i, I love that movie yeah. and i don't think I, me and chris watched it and no one watched it that's it no the, the <laughs> interview i ran the, the, our conversation oh our, okay that podcast that shit was fun yeah. it was fun man it's like these and these and that's on netflix like you got time to watch bird box like you got you got an hour and 25 minutes to watch this joint and it's better than you think man so yeah it's a lot of good like that's one of the reasons i never complain about reboots Mm-mm. i never complain about shows that are like kind of retreading ideas and stuff anymore because it's like there's too much shit to keep up with anyway i'll let right. you complain if you promise me you're caught up on everything <laughs> if you're not caught up on everything shut the fuck up just don't watch it why like it's it's gonna be way in the past future before you can get to why You'll you forget about why it. you don't want to see the different world re- reboot cool man don't worry about it keep watching even though we even though we already got grownish but. right right that's what i was gonna say keep watching grownish 
or or you're probably behind on grownish or whatever right. or blackish or whatever like we're behind everybody's behind on something so yeah, we are. it's too much tv um um i was also gonna ask you too before we get into some new stuff um what's up with uh you know the auditions the the work the roles like i i see you popping up more and more places like how's everything going what's the experience like now well it's it's kind now it's like because i'm basically like a a day player like it's an actor who you know you 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 do like a couple lines and you you play like a co-starring role where you're supporting the main actors and uh so now like i've been in a couple weeks i'm gonna be on episode four of this series called new amsterdam on nbc uh playing a black guy in a barber shop uh so very cutting edge uh television <laughs> and uh i'll be i i mean i don't know if i i'm trying to see if it's stuff that i can talk well, uh, so what, um, oh I, I i meant to ask you this what are the rules on what you can and can't talk about is there like ndas involved is it just like is this bad form or are you worried it's gonna get cut at the last second and it's like damn i told y'all to watch and i'm not in it like what what is that about I usually try NDAs are like 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 you can't like when I did New Amsterdam we couldn't like take pictures on set or anything oh, like okay. that but uh the director did write the the guests like the co-stars of the scene that I did uh and I thought it was like well I thought that he cut us but uh we're actually he was actually just sending an email to like say oh you guys did a great job blah 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 so that's going to actually be on I think October 15th at I think that show comes on at 10 o'clock on Tuesdays, but that's, that's the next thing coming. And, uh, recently did an episode, Mindhunter on, uh, Netflix. That was season two of that show I did, but it's just like auditioning for stuff. You going in. I usually, I go in after work. I get off work at three o'clock and I drive like an hour into the city, pay like 25 bucks to park and go in and read a couple of lines and then, drive home and uh you know that that's a that's about it it's nothing super glamorous right but uh it's really fun uh to get to to be on set and make something work like i i I spent like i spent maybe maybe two gigs ago i did uh an episode of high maintenance like a recurring like it's like a recurring thing they asked me to come back oh that's dope and uh yeah yeah and i did which was really neat and uh I spent like 16 hours on set. It was like, uh, it was great. It was a long day, but at the end of the day, I was like, this is what I love to do. Like, I really am built for this. Like, I can, I can do this. And, yeah. it, and it's, uh, like being a part of the, the crew and everything like that. So it's, it's been really fun. Like, my dad, I said this a bunch of times on my show, but like, one time my dad said, yeah, you, I bet you didn't think it would be like, like you thought it would. And I was like, no, it's actually better. Yeah. I actually really I really do like it. It's a whole lot of hurry up and wait to a certain degree, but most of the, the sets I've been on have been pretty efficient and I usually try to bring a book or something to read or my phone, you know. Yeah. What you what you read now? I j I finished the Nickel Boys from Colson Whitehead and I pick I just picked up the the new Tanahasi Code. Oh yes. Water. I got that too. Water. Yeah, the water dancer. So I want to I want to get into that, and I started reading the uh, Sarah Kenzior's book, which is uh, I think it's called Notes from the the View from the Flyover Country. 
and yeah. it's a series of essays about like uh um this journalist from St. Louis talking about like race and all this other these pieces about her her the Midwest and uh stuff that was kind of forgotten Mm. Uh, over like the last election, and I thought, and Sarah Kenzior is a white woman, yeah. And I was like, oh, is this gonna be like some shit where you talk about white people that got neglected and shit? Right, like, right. fuck this shit. Yeah. And like five, then five pages in, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, she's it's pretty she's woke. cool, pretty pretty cool people, man. Uh, she's uh, I think we follow each other on Twitter, and Twitter is such a different world because i really don't be knowing how big a deal some of the people that follow me mm-hmm. are same because yeah. they, they operate in a different world than i do mm-hmm. so i'm just like making jokes about the walking dead and shit and then yeah. and then i'm just like look on msnbc one day and it's like so my new book uh analyzing the disparity <laughs> i'm like damn you know yeah. um but yeah she uh and then uh and then also the thing that they know me for is being silly and funny and shit mm-hmm. like that so we don't even have those kind of conversations it's all just like ah, right. good that's a good point you know or that's funny and that's that's it and then, then the motherfucker will go up right for the new york times you know it's, 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 it's twitter's such a crazy world go up and write a masterpiece yeah, yeah and i and i not the way i manip i the way that i have manipulated my twitter i just don't see a lot of shit i don't right like i don't want to see people's fucking personal vendettas mm-hmm. i don't want to see people's fights i don't want to see uh everybody's politics all day mm-hmm. if you're you're a person that and no offense to whatever cause you're promoting if you're a person that's just constantly being like the world's on fire hey your boy ain't saying it like same mute muted to hell like good luck (laughs) i'm not trying to get on here my anxiety through the roof uh depressed all day so but nah that's dope that um i'm re i'm gonna read the water dancer as well i bought that i just finished jazz by tony morris since my first time reading that that was, okay that was amazing um yeah uh it's you know I, I hate to be so cliche but her dying was is what made me go read it to be like this yeah okay this person is uh you know and then i talked to my mom about it on sunday when we went out for my birthday lunch it was a week belated or whatever and uh-huh. um you know she was saying we she wants to read uh uh either song of solomon or the bluest eye when i read it so i told her we, we'll do that together and then i read i'm reading um oh and then i finished that ida b wells book and then i'm reading uh james weldon johnson's um autobiography of uh x colored man which okay. i think shout out to prof Corey. she put me on because i thought it was his autobiography like i was reading mm-hmm. the shit because you know kindle it'll like kind of skip past the forward in the description and get you right into chapter one right and so i was just like reading the shit like damn this, all this shit happened in this nigga's life god damn this is crazy i even looked up his picture i was like how the fuck was he passing he don't even look that white and <laughs> and then uh i was like and then she hit me up and apparently it's that's it's not an autobiography of him it's basically like a book that he used to kind of like uh it was fiction mm. and a lot of white people at the time was like scared because it's this book telling you like what black people think about you and that some are among you passing as you so it was like this like big wake up call and then obviously very controversial to put out in the time that he did so i guess enough time passed and then he said okay i wrote the book but for a long time he was anonymous like he wrote this book which i'm like how you get your check though because i would be worried that a nigga would geese me out my check on some like which what book (laughs) uh the book i wrote dog come on man i need my i need my residuals 
uh anonymous wrote that book so as far as we're concerned here at uh at penguin publishing all that money's ours you know Uh-oh. nigger yeah you know <laughs> like, <laughs> now get your black ass out of here <laughs> so nah that's what i'm reading man oh and the last thing uh Ozzy coach this this cracked me up i actually recorded it on my tv but it didn't upload to twitter so i just deleted the video i should probably bring it up because because just some of y'all gonna want to see this but Tanazi Coates went on like Good Morning America, right, to promote his book. Like his book came out like last Tuesday, I think, right? Yeah. So did, yeah. it's the show that Gail's on. I don't know which one Gail's on. ABC probably, right? So Gail's on there, and some white dude, and then like Oprah came with Tanazi Coates because okay. you know Oprah would be like, you know, Ta- she she like her her she picked her favorite blacks and like you good right she'd be like buy yeah. this book he you, he the man and then white people are like oh, i got to buy the book right you gucci she you had that oprah book club seal of approval that shit gonna sell so mm-hmm. this so this shit was so funny bro she she brings over and ta-nehisi coach come out at the same time right and the first question is like you know uh well ta-nehisi coach you know you just a dancer you know and they ask him a question about something right and he kind of answers it and it's supposed to be like a two or three minute interview about the book man they black woman over this nigga so good he didn't get to talk about that book again they, <laughs> the, the white dude the white dude was like nigga we got oprah here so uh oprah what you think about the the presidential um about the democratic primaries and she was like you know i'm just not even really sure about that he's like well you know what because a lot of people thought you was gonna run she's like i was never gonna run and then gail was like yeah they was calling me trying to see if i was gonna what i knew about you running and i was like <laughs> and then <laughs> that uh, girlfriend now didn't it and then over was over was like yeah i was never gonna run matter of fact they want I, I was thinking about hosting one of the debates and i was like i'm glad i didn't even want to do that because you know this is crazy i'm I'm trying to stay out of it and then they cut back uh the dude turned back to tanahazi coast he's like and hey, what do you think about the, the democratic candidates and then tanahazi coast looked dead at the, at the white dude and was like i didn't prepare for this <laughs> uh <laughs> almost, almost like a computer malfunction going uh if i know that i would have been more prepared to answer this he's question. like i came here to talk about my book <laughs> yes i didn't know he was going y'all here. have turned this shit into some whole other shit that i'm trying to stay out of right because i'm just selling the book today i didn't come to be like you know kamala harris used to go to jail right. i came to just sell a book yeah. and then so th- well, then it tripled down on the awkwardness because he's like I, I i didn't prepare for this i and then they're like well okay well we're out of time uh let's go let's go, let's go to commercial and then let's go, let's go to the cooking segment yeah and then over was like hey don't forget water dancer came out today don't forget the boss book and that was it <laughs> well he i think and I, that is hilarious and i think though part of it is like he knows he's got oprah's seal of approval and it's stamped on his book so it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's doing numbers anyway but that's still hilarious Bruh, shit was still hilarious it was just funny yeah. watching it because i was like damn like he got completely blindsided by everything that happened to him just now he's like i is it the book like he looked like he was gonna look for which way to exit the stage <laughs> it was like is, was that it is it over they're like yep yeah, that's it girl was like i can't be talk to my friend come on girl time for cooking with tamron hall and they just ran come off on. stage so uh, before- i love that dude yeah yeah he's good people i think uh, uh before we move on since we talking about what we're reading 
i've been reading comic books y'all and i've been reading i mean everybody else talk about what they was reading nobody's stopping you boo go ahead okay i've been reading the sword i've been reading a book called the girls which are very very good um uh alex nada I, I read that a while ago uh and so for those of you thinking about comic books does not there's almost like a standalone you can read it from start to finish and you don't have to know you don't have to know like the background of the worlds and the connections and all this stuff each one of the books has a beginning middle and ending yeah and they're not like a marvel book or dc book mm-hmm. it's just the the characters by themselves yeah i, say, I felt left out i'm reading too i understand normally say that for the nerd off but yes. you know i get it i get it i didn't mean to leave you out boo um all right uh new stuff guys all right we've been talking for quite a while we haven't talked about any of the news um let's see what's the best news to start with you know what let's we've been talking for a while so we need to get into our segments and we have an update on a news article from yesterday for our uh fucking with black people segment so chris you will not be able to hear the music i don't think through skype because uh it won't play it but i'm gonna be playing it so just give us like 45 seconds and we'll be right back on the air okay so just we're still here just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game we all need to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles and we that make us feel fucked with and we assign point scores from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 today's contestants every day all right uh Christian. i'm still here all right uh someone is a up article over yesterday uh the little black girl who said she got her hair oh cut yes mm-hmm. she said she got her hair cut by white dude white boys at school that were bullying her that called her names like uh they said she was ugly said her hair was nappy mm-hmm. said she was an attention seeker and i do remember recalling like that's weird i called her some racial slurs in there you know normally they the mixed they mix it up a little bit no they're not too particular with the shit but other than that you know i didn't make too much note of it because i'm like you know it's sad and that's really much all i gotta say about it and Mm -hmm. it definitely makes you feel fucked with well now the update is uh supposedly she now says she falsely accused her classmates of cutting her hair uh the sixth grade girl at a private virginia school who accused three classmates last week of forcibly cutting her hair now says the allegations were false according to statements from the girl's family and the principal at emmanuel christian school in springfield school officials met with the girl and her family monday morning before releasing the statement yeah the naacp was planning to do like a whole march and everything and then the parents grandparents called and said hey um don't do it like we we worked something out with the school privately and just um, <clears throat> the 12 three white male students held her down in school playground a week ago during recess covered her mouth called her insulting names and used scissors to cut her hair the grandparents of the girl who are her legal guardians released an apology monday to those boys and their parents we sincerely apologize for the pain and anxiety these allegations have caused the grandparents wrote in a statement sent to the washington post by the school the administrators and families of the of emmanuel christian school we are sorry for the damage this incident has done to trust within the school family and undue scorn it has brought to the school to the broader community who rallied in such support passionate support of our daughter we apologize for betraying your trust we understand there will be consequences and we're prepared to take responsibility for them to stay continue. we know that it will take time to heal and we hope and pray that the boys their families and school and the broader community will be able to forgive us in time 
uh message left for the family members uh obviously weren't returned and the school principal also released a statement um we can now confirm that the student who accused three of her classmates who has acknowledged that the allegations were false we're grateful to the fax county police department for their diligent work to investigate these allegations while we are relieved to hear the truth and bring the events of the past few days to a close we are feeling tremendous pain for the victims and the hurt on both sides of this conflict we recognize that we now enter what will be a long season of healing um yeah so fairfax police launched an investigation into the incident last week after they were contacted by the girl's family the department said they that they cannot comment on developments because the subjects involved are all juveniles right um the naacp issued a statement thanking the police for quickly launching the investigation of the alleged incident and the school for being forthcoming and open throughout the process the civil rights organization acknowledged the sixth graders charge was false but cautioned against a rush to judgment about the validity of allegations of racial violence too often in these rare instances of fabricated hate crimes critics use a broad brush to base to claim ra- racially motivated crimes are virtually non-existent right the organization stated this demonstrate this is demonstrably wrong data from numerous sources including the anti-defamation league the fbi and the justice department shows bias motivated crimes are on the rise year over year um so uh i guess first of all zero to a hundred karen it's i guess it go from one extreme kind of to the other extreme but also she's a child and children fuck up and children don't realize the consequences and repercussions of their actions and you know it may have been something where she didn't ever think it was gonna get this big you know because you're a child so you don't actually understand the things that are happening things are going on so when people start questioning her and 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 getting time to get down to the truth what she had just kind of fell to pieces um i have understanding but this is bigger than the child now now you have other families involved you have a school system involved you have a community involved you have the you know particularly now with social media you have the world looking now and it's sad but what the NAACP statement said was true you know this happened to be false almost like rape allegations Mm -hmm. this happened to be false but it Mm -hmm. don't mean this shit ain't happening don't use this as an excuse to just ignore the next time when it's It's, true it's it's also like what i say when i'm like talking about when people say believe women or believe this believe that and i'm like believe doesn't mean you just blindly go well every accusation is 100 percent true we don't know how to look into shit like no it's like believe it the way you believe a dude you still verify what the fuck they said right you don't just if you are just taking that word for everything then that's that makes you the fool so you know an investigation into it maybe it didn't yield the results that we would have liked to see um but you know i do think that in a weird way the best case scenario would be for her not to have had this happen and to be lying only because at least that means she didn't experience the trauma of what that was if that's the case if everyone's on the up and up but you never said your score karen oh i'm probably going to give it a 50 and also as wild as it may sound i do believe that like i said i do believe it's the truth and i really do hope that uh what she said as far as everything going on now i can't say nothing didn't happen at all but it might not have happened to the extent that she said yeah uh what do you think chris this is tough. I mean, I think kind of like echoing what Karen said, it's like this is going to make it even they say now y'all niggas, you know, you lied the last time. Mm. So it's like it's like, ah, and I feel kind of bad. So I want to say 75 because okay. maybe something maybe something did happen. But 
like Karen said, not to that extent. Yeah, I think she I'm, she basically Jussie Small Jussie Junior. Yeah, that's why I saw people saying that. Like, um, so I'm gonna say I'm still fucked with on a hundred, but not I'm not upset with her. But it just is sad that we to me this means something else is going on. Correct, and yep. wanted attention because yep. she's a kid, you know. So whatever is going on where there's something that because i think people have speculation that she is being bullied could be that you know uh some people i saw this one the only one i i'm i'm i don't mean any offense to anybody that believes this but i can't go along with and i just i just don't want to believe that her grandparents took some sort of payout and because they went on the news and i i can't speak for y'all i definitely speak for myself if someone did this to my niece there's no amount of fucking money so i don't know what a school could offer me like even if they said we're gonna expel you okay we'll fucking do it then like we like now it's a fight you know what i'm saying like i i don't know that the parents that call the news to to get answers are the same uh, grandparents i mean their guardians are the same people that go oh a ten thousand dollar check well hey everything nothing to see here guys is right. naacp cut it off like I, you know sadly i think the bet the what probably happened the most likely scenario is it didn't happen but you know you're a kid man you don't know the fucking repercussions of all this shit that's my point and we live in a world where like it's so our world is so fucked up that this was something that popped into her mind as a reason to explain it how fucked up is our world that we're like uh, some white people did it for racism our babies are absorbing this shit every day in this country and like you know it like my brother my brother one time my dad wouldn't give us parts in our hair like we wanted to get like the kid in play or the larry johnson parts in our hair my dad he would cut our hair but he would never give us a part and so my brother one time took some scissors and tried to cut a part in his hair himself and it was (laughs) too wide ugly obviously unevenly cut you can't do it with scissors you need clippers right need clippers and you need to be at the perfect angle and all this shit my dad saw it and you know my brother just had to like come up off of it right he's he's like uh, I, I was yeah, had an accident i was to cut it ball, yeah right? i was trying to do something i cut my hair i was trying to do and my dad's just like no i know you what you tried to do i told you not to do that um and my brother he's like and you know what your punishment is you gotta wear this shit for two weeks because i'm not cutting your hair leave your hair alone you gotta go to school with that shit in your head and the thing is though like it would have never occurred to my brother and me to be like these white kids at school fucked that fucked his hair up because it just the world as fucked up as the world can be it wasn't that fucking bad right kids now man they living in this shit you know and then of course the other option is this and this is the one i never saw anyone say and i think it's just because a lot of us are privileged to not have to think about this but it could be the start of like mental health issues that are starting yeah. to come to the surface mm-hmm. um you know when kid you know it could be something at home yeah, more serious and this is not this is not me saying it is this i'm just talking about all the possibilities i saw people gloss over right and i'm like man it could be something really serious going on with this child and we're more worried about we don't want her to have to lose face on this and for all the outrage had the last two three days we don't want to have to back off of it for because of our own agendas of 
no no we she she said it was racism it's racism i don't give a fuck what like some of us don't want to let it go because the facts don't don't line up and we're and no one wants to be the black person to be like okay well maybe she did lie you know maybe we were wrong or whatever but i'm gonna just keep it real and i think a lot more people need to keep it real a hundred times out of a hundred if a little black girl say some racist shit happened to her i'm on her side until it's proven not and 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 on her side i just mean like look into the shit like i'm not saying that that nobody's ever told a lie or that there can't be some confusion or some mitigating circumstances i don't understand but like i'm gonna always be like look into this shit yes i'm fucked with yes it bothered me no i'm not ashamed i don't feel stupid for having been like give her a chance to explain this shit let's see what happened i don't feel like too many people were saying shit like and i knew from jump that it i'm like how'd you know so you just you just looked at it and said i don't believe i i refuse like yeah, come on yeah, yeah and, and 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 not to go deeper but that's the problem because most of the time they're not believed most right. of the time they're shut down most of the time they're called liars you know just immediately before and like you know if in and this would have been another family they might not have ever went to the officers anyway and, and right. let's say something did happen to her and she was being bullied and traumatized we would have never even heard the story possibly man so yeah i i don't know i don't think i just hope y'all are wrong and i am i'm not gonna entertain it but i get other people won't have a problem with that but i i'm i don't want to entertain this idea that they just took a check because that's to me that's that, that's like a level of i don't know that's something that i can't picture any of us saying we would do so i'm not gonna put that shit on them and another reason why i don't think they took a check is because they was like hey hey before this blows out of proportion she lied like like if i was trying to take a check i'd have cashed that check and kept this lie rolling like if it was just a check like you could get a gofundme started come on no. or you know if you just scamming or or if i don't know i can't see myself looking the person this little child that i'm been raising that i'm the guardian of i can't look her in the eyes and be like baby now you're gonna have to go out there and say it didn't happen because grandmama wore a new pair of shoes like i can't see it Mm-mm. you know and, and and a threat of we will expel your child that ain't shit to me i'm not sending my child back to this unsafe place if this really happened correct period there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I, I saw that and i, I don't know man I'm, I'm not trying to like get too emotional about it but i don't know something about that just made me be like i i can't i can't even fathom the betrayal of of your own the the life you're responsible uh, for in a public way that you went to the news first i feel like the family that wants to hush hush and take a payment doesn't even go to the news Mm -mm. you know unless you're saying the whole goal from the whole time was we trying to get paid in which i i I hope that's not true because that means that girl is in a much worse situation than just if she cut her own hair or something like that right all right Uh speaking of school last last fucking with black people new york middle school teacher under investigation for quote-unquote funny slavery assignment oh god oh the the chuck chucks we, we do, do have, have fun to. we do have fun uh long island middle school teacher has come under fire for allegedly instructing students to caption photos of slavery with humorous messages oh like slogans <laughs> i just pictured them using the dialogue from the uh flintstones the animals that used to be there like working their house yes the furnitures and the chairs and shit start talking like you know they use an elephant's trunk for the uh shower and then it's like it's a living but yes. but instead it's like a slave like picking cotton or some shit in a move that was reportedly meant to cure the t- 
that's good in a move that was reportedly meant to cure the teacher's boredom the students what? at john, john w Dodd middle school in freeport new york were told to write funny titles under black and white photos of enslaved people in cotton fields the handwriting captions include black girls work hard play hard us black people need to get out and getting that money oh my for God. free get the cash get the check well, for free it is long island i mean a hundred but <laughs> wow secure the bag of cotton okay yes of cotton uh according to Here the cotton balls according to darlene mccurdy whose granddaughter attends the school she was not part of the class assignment the eighth grade teacher behind the offensive assignment is white a white woman did this oh my goodness what uh as of 2017 18 school year jw died middle school is made up of mostly hispanic students 66 percent and only 25 percent of the seventh and eighth graders are black according to the new york state education department i mean that's still way too many uh that had to do that assignment mm-hmm. uh shout mm-hmm. out to the fact there ain't no white people in this school though 66 and 25 they don't leave much room for nobody else uh, <laughs> everybody else is the others <laughs> i know white people getting beat up at that school uh mccurry's we holding them down cutting their hair uh mccurdy's granddaughter has has a friend in the teacher's class who shared the image with the woman the assignment was condemned in sept uh in september 20th facebook post in which mccurdy noted that the friend refused to write funny titles because the child was disturbed by the task um which means somebody's kid was woke going this ain't right yeah i wonder what race that kid was that said no were they an ally Mm. or were they you know was it one of us um, yeah good question yeah the superintendent addressed the assignment in a statement sunday i have been informed that during a recent eighth grade reconstruction era social studies lesson at jw Dodd middle school a faculty member is reported to have used directions to describe an assignment that were very upsetting to some students and families the emotional and self- social wellness of our students is always our highest priorities and we take an intense uh, blah, 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 you know what they say uh-huh. um yeah. <laughs> of course the teacher is under investigation yeah over, we, we pay right yeah they didn't say anything about suspension or so i'm assuming at school uh karen zero to 100 oh this is a 100 all right what about you uh chris 100 all right you gotta laugh to keep from crying but it's just like come on uh i give it a hundred but i won't lie i would have excelled at this motherfucking assignment ah! you the ace i would have killed this shit okay my creative mm-hmm. writing skills were off the chain i would have had everybody crying i ain't on front and I not was, crying from sadness i was too i was not that woke in school to where i can't laugh i would i would have laughed at this shit i my creative writing stuff used to be uh ridiculous like I got in trouble for it a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you out Your here talking. Slave, I know. Slave talk, fan fiction. Dog. I know. Talking about the white man. I, well, no, nah, it wasn't like revolutionary. It was just funny and about racial shit all the time. Like mm. all my assignments were. I remember I wrote a creative. <laughs> I wrote a short story. It was about like black detectives in Compton. And like it was it was like this really racially motivated thing and my my teacher was looking at that shit like the fuck am i supposed to do with this you can't read this to the class like i was like nah but see the jerry curl juice joke 
is, is you got see so you got, see if you read this part like, then it makes you know. sense you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so roscoe's chicken and waffles see what i'm saying so then they had to go to leroy's uh fish and biscuits now see they was competing it's like no no no, no one understands any of this no that's not in the same state sir yeah did you call this white man a cracker i mean it's creative writing no <laughs> anyway all right let's get to uh let's get to some guest race guys all right oh wait <laughs> thank you we went to double it hit the wrong it hit the wrong button um, now it's good what spotify just don't give a fuck no more <laughs> now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for so guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show we go across the land to find different articles and make you guess the race because i just hit stop on the music because it don't stop on time so fuck it <laughs> um well, i was like y'all been having too much fun we're gonna we gonna go to the bonus round already Ooh, child the ghetto the ghetto get it together all right chris and karen are playing guess the race as well as the racist ass chat room you guys ready to get racist let's let's, let's do, do it. it all right this is uh the clip they pull up to keep chris off of saturday night live uh i know man <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe, uh, if I get, if I don't get on SNL, maybe you you guys can support my Patreon then. Yeah, y'all, you, hit, mm-hmm. we will get a GoFundMe started. We will get a GoFundMe. Exactly. <laughs> That's my favorite part about that, man. I was talking about it with Chris and Aaron on the, uh, Movie Trade Reviews podcast yesterday, but I was like, yo, that only thing that made me do was envy whiteness. Cause I said, damn, whiteness so good he don't even got a name and he was like i'd rather die and went back to just being white come on i would rather die damn give give me liberty or give me death ass bruh must be so (laughs) fucking nice dog oh my god he got the same level of defense that like dave Chappelle and bill burr got i was like like i'm like dave Chappelle and kevin hart had to become household names to get to get y'all to be mm-hmm. like they could do this this motherfucker y'all didn't know who he was oh it's so good yeah, and i'm still like, i never Ooh. met the guy i never met him but like damn you know what i was like i went on a rant on my podcast like a week or two ago because he fucking he, you can't say racist shit like that and i think and you can't you right. shouldn't be saying shit like that but then i watched the ep the premiere uh, a couple days ago mm-hmm. and i was like fuck i kind of felt bad like that nigga fumbled on the one <laughs> But I, the thing is, he could still could have had it. He just had to apologize. He mm-hmm. was too good. He still could have had it. That's yeah. the part that kills oh. me. Like I, I get that. I, I do understand the comedians that feel a way about, you know, mm-hmm. the fact that folks. Soon as you get something, people peruse every single thing you've ever done, yes, and they do try to find the thing that that they can make an issue. I do think that is kind of weird, and it's a, definitely a new reality that sucks. Right. But yeah. nigga, you. But it's like could have still had it though that's the only thing they talk about the asian stuff and i've said this on a bunch of shows and stuff but like you talk about judd apatow like the fucking like new era mel brooks of comedy 
and you just like what the fuck are you doing do you want to work yeah he's calling them like homophobic slurs like yeah yeah dog is it, white people be on some other shit dog good i mean and he's a fucking he gonna be a hero he gonna be a hero to a lot of people bro he gonna be straight he gonna mm-hmm. be straight i'll still never forget man my white man tosh daniel tosh took he said man you know what i'm sorry come on and that motherfucker <laughs> is on tosh point oh season 39 45. yeah he that motherfucker <laughs> is just over there collecting a bag from comedy central on a on a yearly basis mm-hmm. re-upping probably doing the same problematic jokes because the people that was woke do not watch his show to be mad come on and keep that shit keep getting renewed like he was so smart he just like man fuck it and still was everybody's hero that that was like the pc mafia they still like daniel tosh was a victim of the liberal pc mafia it's wrong what happened Mm -hmm. to him and he's just on a yacht sipping a pina colada come on like just like yeah guys it's really really was sad Mm -hmm. what happened to me guys anyway Mm -hmm. y'all think we bullshitting they be like y'all need to apologize i'm ready for my close like can i like can i get an audition with just doing stand-up not having to act or anything right like you just a stand-up dog he won he got it dog and they did it it. and they and the thing is they knew who he was the whole time so he really just had to apologize like they weren't they were like we kind of want a a a flyover state white man comedian and he mm-hmm. still was like, man, fuck that shit. You either take all these, all these racist jokes, or well, really not jokes, but you take all these racist riffs, <laughs> or you, or you, or you, or you, or you can fire me. I don't care. And I'm like, damn, boy, white, it's gotta be good to be white, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hey. uh, all right. So deputies arrest a former McAllister, uh, high school student at the shooting threat, Tulsa, Oklahoma. A Pittsburgh County Sheriff's Office arrested a young woman Monday morning for allegedly threatening to shoot hundreds of people at her high school. Holy shit. Deputies were told 18-year-old Alexis Wilson was showing a co-worker at the Pizza Inn videos of herself shooting an AR-15 rifle that she had just bought. She told the co-worker that she was going to shoot 400 people for fun, adding that there were so many people at her old school that she'd like to do it. Deputies went to her home and took her into custody uh she told the police she had just purchased a ak-47 and was telling her co-worker about it so she wouldn't fear guns wilson said she'd had a friend who had threatened to shoot 400 people for fun before and she was just using that friend as an example Mm-mm. yeah you showing me a video of you Mm-mm. with an ar-15 talking about my friend said they're gonna shoot up my high school <laughs> wow in today's times you can't say stuff like that at any time someone something is said we're going to take it serious and we're going to investigate it to the full extent to make an arrest if possible because we do not want any of our schools getting shot up nobody though so we are nobody does so we are going to do anything we can we can to prevent this said the county sheriff what about a freedom of speech uh wilson had recently been to camp thunderbird and had completed the program she tried to enroll in McAllister high school but they didn't allow it wilson said she tried to take night courses at, for her ged but the school didn't offer them she can't take day classes because of work debbie said wilson seemed upset about not being able to go back to school but she d- denied being mad about it <laughs> wilson told debbie she'd been bullied in the past at the school and she was good about ignoring it see we get bullied we cut our hair off you know what i'm saying <laughs> so yep. context, Not clues. The same. context clues here guys uh wilson denied showing a co-worker <laughs> video of her shooting the ak-47 but she said she did show photos <laughs> i didn't show her videos of me shooting it i said look at these pictures of me shooting it 
okay totally different deputies found a gun as well as a 12-gauge shotgun multiple magazines and rounds of ammunition in her room after speaking to the school deputies learned that there were some previous violent issues with wilson since 2013 and ongoing where she had been suspended for bringing a knife to school in another time where she had a swastika symbol in her personal belongings oh shit she has some problems but i'm not aware of anything that would draw attention as potential for something like this you know what free square white let's go to the next one Ah! let's go to the next one guys doesn't get any whiter than that doesn't get any whiter than that dog hey y'all why'd you you even pick that one ron i didn't read that those details i like to be surprised Ah. with Ah. (laughs) y'all did you you get a hundred jesus christ oh my god they they said it was nothing that made them think she would shoot up a school she had a swastika and a knife Jesus Christ. It's so good to be a white, white man again. again. Come on. <laughs> a man broke glass at church and threw a plant in a toilet. A Newburgh man, a Newburgh man was arrested, uh, Monday, accused of breaking glass at a downtown church, then going to a nearby hotel and throwing a large plant into a toilet. According to an affidavit from the Evansville Police Department, 38 year old Neil Stanoff, broke the glass on the front door of the saint mary's catholic church with a rock he then broke a sign displaying mass times the front door of the church showed no signs of damage early tuesday afternoon but a sign displaying mass times was invisible when the courier and press checked around 1 30 p.m an email was sent to the diocese spokesman seeking comment the cert- the church doesn't celebrate mass on mondays according to the website witnesses on the balcony of the kennedy towers contacted police and gave them a description of the man who then went inside the nearby double tree hotel uh and then he uh ransacked the bathroom and threw a potted plant into the toilet and sent dirt all over the floor he also yeah i know that's lakita in type behavior uh he also allegedly threw not the double tree this is the most that's the motel eight type of type of treatment the lakenta now see they throw the dirt on there for you uh he also <laughs> allegedly threw a trash can a witness went inside the bathroom after seeing standoff leave and then according to affidavit called 911 seeing all the destruction an officer found him near central library he told the officer he was angry because his mom just kicked him out well i mean sounds like there was a good reason to kick you out if you're the kind of person to throw plants in the toilet uh he was then booked into the jail shortly before 10 30 a.m uh monday in lieu of a 500 bond according to online records he faces two counts of criminal mischief karen guess the race of neil standoff oh white what about you chris white okay we got two whites let's check the chat room see what you guys believe uh his race was mr neil standoff sounds about white feed me simo white <laughs> white uh snowflake meltdown white yeah i wish he would have thrown a marijuana plant you know he would have calmed down uh caucus the correct answer is and you guys all said the same thing white you're correct um i will show y'all this picture but my computer is moving a little slow and uh i don't feel like dealing with it uh let's go to the bonus round guys uh where's my bonus round music here we go double the points and the race double the points and the race 
that's right double the points double the race and the bonus round against the race so far because they're both two for two with the free space mm-hmm. let's see if they can go three for three i'm gonna try all right let's see i got a free space uh, uh earlier this week mm-hmm yeah i've guess the race has been kind of easy since he's like like i mean 43 years old was arrested after using her boyfriend's head as an ashtray what 43 year old was arrested last night for domestic battery after allegedly stubbing out a cigarette on her boyfriend's forehead during an argument in their florida residence cops allege that mayo is her last name got into a verbal altercation with the 46 year old victim upon his return home from work after pushing the man several times mayo took her lit cigarette and extinguished it in on the victim's forehead mm-hmm. yeah her name is heather mayo all right uh okay after being read her rights mayo reportedly copped to using her bow as an ashtray mayo admitted to being frustrated and she said she may have put the cigarette out on the victim's forehead the victim cops say sustained minor injuries and declined medical treatment mayo was booked into the county jail on a misdemeanor domestic battery charge a judge has ordered her to leave no con to have no contact with the victim mayo's rap sheet includes a pair of felony theft convictions and a misdemeanor theft conviction following a grand theft collar earlier this year for swiping clothing and costume jewelry from a bills department store mayo told cops that she copes with stress by stealing all right guys guess the race of heather mayo uh she has a problem with miracle whip white <laughs> all right what about you chris i'm i'm gonna go uh white all right all right um and uh let's see what the chat room says so they are holding the mayo white <laughs> mayonnaise <laughs> season city girl black heather mm. heather lynn mayo head chili the white the only black heather i know is b the she white uh too easy mayo white ashy white ashy white patty mayonnaise white white but i wish it was stacy dash uh <laughs> extra mayo in the tuna white raisins and mayo in the potato salad white Aww. was it a newport white checks it, hey big head black uh she thinks tay tay's beachella was better white her the name sounds like a trick black the correct answer is and uh karen and chris both said white and they got it right she was white all right the name was a little deceptive it could have been you know been a black damn i said could have been a black wow that's bad yeah <laughs> you did you sound mad mad mayo right there i sound i sounded really presidential when Didn't i said you, that you know i'm a big fan of the black could have been a black <laughs> i'm uh, thinking of like oj mayo you know yeah Patty, was panty mayonnaise black no she was, she was white. white she's white she's yep, from the, from yeah. the cartoon doug <laughs> brandon collins asked that one day on twitter and i have responded like her last name was mayonnaise and then uh it that shit everybody was retweeting that shit all day i had to like mute the tweet i was like damn i didn't I was just, <laughs> that was literally what her last name was guys um yeah. all right uh i didn't show the picture but yeah she was white um all right let's go to sore ratchetness and get out of here guys someone asked uh about stacy dash i think stacy dash had like a domestic violence thing or something i didn't read the details of it um but i I don't know enough about it to really say anything and you know uh that's all i'm gonna say so (laughs) 
all right sword ratcheting is time guys this is a segment where we talk about some of these sword crimes guys a lot of law isn't really trying to do anything and every once in a while a person ends up disfigured or whatever and we here at the blackout tips take our responsibility to cover these things very seriously uh case in point tulsa oklahoma the what okmulgee county sheriff's office says diamond brit will now face murder charges after the victim he's accused of attacking with a sword died from his injuries oh shit brit has been in custody since last week as after the okmulgee county deputies say he attacked gary brit today the victim died from his injuries turning this into a murder case uh mm. september 7th oh go ahead didn't 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 expect that huh nope you didn't see it coming september 17th deputies responded to a call of an assault cat complaint where the caller claimed the victim was attacked with a sword when deputies arrived with the assistance of henrietta police department as well as the duar police department um they took diamond brit into custody he was originally uh facing a charge of assault with a deadly weapon but now it's just death murder so ah all right guys that's it man chris tell them where to find you and if you uh got any shows coming up or anything like that you can find me at chrislamberth.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at chrislamberth. Uh, check out my podcast, The Mundane Festival. And if you're in New York City on October 15th, I'm going to be at Gotham Comedy Club on the world's best comedy show. It's a really fun show with some uh, dope comics. And uh, catch me. You can see me on season two of Mindhunter, season two, episode seven. Uh, you can catch me on New Amsterdam on October fifteenth. Blink, don't don't blink, and you might miss me, but I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, man, that's one of my favorite things. I'll be watching something, and it's like Chris is a security guard getting beat up by somebody. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my boy, that's my man. Mm-hmm. Get, go on, <laughs> make sure you get beat up real good. Now sell it. Get uh, that check, pay some bills. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, look, uh, Last of Us Two ain't gonna buy itself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No. I'll, well, I already pre-ordered it. But, of course. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a big nerd. I pre-ordered the collector's edition, and I might even get it digitally, too, because I don't want to have to wait. Any of you nerds ever do that on a game that you guys, you know, tweet at me? Yeah, oh, yes. you know, I want to ask you guys this. Mm-hmm. The New York Comic Con is this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? you know is it worth going i mean i, I i've never been want. i've never been to new york comic-con um and you've been to some before right yeah, yeah but i'm not a con person i'm just not big on crowds and all that shit but i will say this this is probably one of the worst years to go because everybody already did their announcements yes earlier in uh, the year yeah so you're probably not gonna get any news mm-hmm. or big time like you i mean if you just want to go see some people in costumes and you know look at some comic books and collectibles and shit i mean don't 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 not do that mm-hmm. but if you yeah. if you're there because you're like yo marvel's about to announce blah 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 you probably not yeah. gonna get a lot of that if this you year want funko pops and jewelry and like that's what i was and, thinking and, about and like the yeah. artists and things like that it's, they have beautiful artwork if you like art you end up blowing tons yeah. of money on artwork so like if i just wanted to get like an action figure and take a couple pictures of the yeah. nerds in their costumes you probably end yeah. up paying more for it than you would if you just like went to a local shop okay in new york but you know if you i mean get out the house and do something chris Mm -hmm. for the experience yes (laughs) ain't gonna kill you 
all right yeah. man that's it we gotta it's about to cut our time off so i'm gonna go ahead and end it here but chris man i love you dude i talk Thank to you all the time you but uh Same. you know don't be a stranger and all that stuff and uh you know continue to go out there and uh, do good work man you're definitely killing it and we're always so proud to see uh see uh how much shit you're getting and stuff so all right y'all we'll be back uh tomorrow or wednesday or whatever and until then i love you i love you too